Hello and welcome to the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben and today we are going to be talking about one of the fruits of the Spirit. Which one could it be? Is it love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control? No, no folks, it's none of those, although those are all good qualities. Today we're going to talk about faithfulness. Faithfulness is something I'm pretty sure my generation in general struggles with. I don't want to like paint everyone with a super broad brush, but I know for me personally, being faithful to things and like diligent and persistent in things is something I really struggle with. Oh, uh, I'm part of generation Z slash a millennial because I was born right on the edge of when those cutoffs happen, but I would probably put myself more in the millennial category because I didn't have like great internet interaction until i was like yeah like 12 13 14 got a first cell phone when i was 15 which is like earlier than some but still i wouldn't say i i was i grew up with it like i still remember memorizing my friends home phone numbers and stuff so i'm i'm more millennial than gen z probably but you know kind of right on the edge of both anyway I just wanted to make that distinction so that I, when I say my generation, you know, I'm not painting like two whole generations with a broad brush. Although I think Gen Z struggles with this as well, but they'll probably pull out of it a little easier than millennials. But faithfulness is just like not prevalent because of the rise of internet and instant delivery and everything. We get everything as soon as we want. And, and you know, you click a button, you just, uh, what is that called? Skip the dishes or whatever. Um, they bring you fast food, like to your house. So you don't even have to leave. Like, it's just, it's the most, I don't know, uh, like amplified form of consumerism, <laughs> like, like a, like a fast, you know, faster, better culture or whatever. But anyway, I know something that the Lord's been speaking to me about especially with my second child being born, is just like being faithful. And I moved here um, to Vancouver Island about two years ago now, coming up on two years, year and eight months or something. And I've had a really hard time being here. And when I first got here, it was super exciting. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, that there was going to be so much, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring the whole island to Jesus, and there's going to be, like, healings and miracles, and it's going to be sweet. And that was a lot of what I experienced, honestly. And I got a lot of things uh, handed to me by the Lord very quickly. I got put in charge of a youth group, and I got um, put into a position of leadership doing some worship stuff with our church, and and um, I got a house uh, which I've, I don't know if I've shared a little bit of that story, but, but a lot of stuff has happened. That's been very miraculous, but it seems that, uh, now that my wife and I have been here for quite some time, we're realizing kind of a pattern, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of people around us. And that is just like the inability to commit to things when they get hard or uninteresting or boring. And I know that for me, almost everything becomes boring probably after the first three times you know um like oh yeah let's get together and we're gonna we're gonna talk about i don't know let's say 
you know, you're like, we're going to get together and talk about Jesus, not like a Bible study or anything, but you're like, oh, let's do this. And then, you you know, one guy calls in sick on the first time you do it, but you carry on. And then the next time nobody remembers, so you scramble and you have less time. And then by the third time, there's like one guy who just, again, forgot. And, the, and if you've put in any kind of commitment, you're just like, this is stupid. Why are we even trying to do this? And then it doesn't even last a month and you don't get where you could have been, right? And, and I think... In Pentecostal circles, at least, maybe not all. Again, I hate to paint with the broad brush. I, You know what? This is my podcast, and I will say generally whatever I want. But I just want you to know, when I say, you know, like a certain group, I'm not saying everyone. I know there's good members of every group, and there's people who have good hearts and whatever. But I'm just saying, like, largely in certain circles. So largely in Pentecostal circles you know, people get words and stuff like, like prophecy. I know for me, when I got born again, again, discovering that prophecy was like a real thing. Um, and God could speak through people to encourage and, and build people up and point them in different directions and stuff. I thought that was so cool, but, but, um, you know, people get words and they just are like, Oh, this is so exciting. Oh my gosh. But the problem with it is a lot of people get words and then it's like, you know, they try to do something initially, but then they aren't able to be faithful with it. And that's where the fruit is. I, it's just, it's so interesting. Look in the Bible, right? It doesn't say like excitement is what leads to blessing and, and, uh, you know, goodness and, and all this stuff. Like it's like faithfulness, um, perseverance like in James it says let perseverance finish its work in you not like let excitement and all the new things finish its work in you let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete not lacking in anything perseverance and faithfulness I think are are semi-interchangeable in in that in the enduring aspect I think faithfulness has something else to do though with like where your heart is in continuing on um your your heart in continuing on like faithfulness is like it's like continuing to be in that place of love even if the other person isn't there or in that in that um place of desire uh or hunger you know even if other people aren't there like you're going to be faithful and what's great about faithfulness and what's great about what i've experienced anyway at faithfulness which is like I being the flake that I am. I have been faithful with very few things in my life, jumping from thing to thing. But God is entirely faithful. And his faithfulness is just like, it is this, sorry, I'll try to say like less, but anyway, his faithfulness is so overwhelming and and I've had times where I've wanted to turn away and walk away from this whole Jesus thing because it's just like it's too hard or whatever. But but he remains faithful. There's actually a verse here. Let me pull it up. It says in it says in Second Timothy two verse thirteen, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. That's talking about this, you know, the spirit being in us, and we are we are his own, so he can't disown us. But even when I'm in my worst state, God remains faithful in his love for me. And it's so enduring. And even when we read 
further back into the Bible, into like the the days of Moses, uh, you know, going into uh, Exodus and stuff. He, uh, by he, I mean God, he puts up with so much garbage from the Israelites and he, but he remains faithful to them. And then another example that's just coming to mind now, it's like Hosea. Like he's like, I'm going to make a point about demonstrating faithfulness again, and I'm going to do it with you or Hosea, go marry a prostitute. And like, she's going to cheat on you and you're going to take her back over and over and over because I'm using a living example. <laughs> and we think we have a bad following Jesus now. Like those guys had it rough, <laughs> 10 out of 10 rough. And it's just a horrible, like, oh yeah, just throw your life away marrying someone who doesn't love you and like prove my love for the Israelites. What a weird thing. Anyway, um, but all that to say, sorry, I had to relocate my keys. All that to say that God's faithfulness is so evident that it's, and, and then to really think when we really grasp how long he's been faithful and how amazing uh it is that we can be brought into that longevity of his faithfulness like you know starting from adam you know like he's like whoo here you are adam and you're the the start of this and then it and then you know and then everybody gets destroyed and then it's noah but then it's but then it's like from noah to us and then christ comes somewhere in between that time and and we get to enter into this covenant. This is, you know, God's faithfulness to Israel is now applying to us. And we get to enter in to God's faithfulness. And, and with that perspective, it shows, you know, God's not worried about time, like the length of time to do something. I feel like I kind of went down a rabbit trail from my original point. So I, I just want to jump back to... To my experience with faithfulness and faithfulness within faith. Um, like I said, like when I got here, super excited. And then, you know, I kind of have to settle in and things start getting hard and not fun. And the people around me don't agree and we can't get along on anything. And it feels like you're kind of leading the pack alone. Um, and you're trying to love people, but you know, and, and selfishness can creep in along the way. And obviously forgetting your identity in Christ can creep in and ruin things. But, but I've seen that the things that I'm most excited about and take a short time doing, sure, it's cool, but usually there's, there's no lasting fruit from it. Like you can go and pray. And I've, I've seen this happen a lot of times, like people, People get uh, healed, let's say. I talk about healing a lot. It's just because it's something I'm excited about and that happens a lot in my walk with Jesus. But maybe it's not the same for you. It can be. Um, again, I'm not a Holy Spirit salesman, but um, that Jesus died for everyone and, and loves to heal people. So I would encourage you to go out and pray for the sick. But anyway, uh, I do that a lot. And and it's cool when you see people get healed. And I, I would do it for everyone. And, and, you know, I should probably get back out there and get my mojo back for more my zeal not my mojo <laughs> uh, for for doing that um but i want to make sure my heart's in the right place when that's between me and god it doesn't really matter but but anyway um you watch people get healed you pray for someone 
and say it's something like it could be something like i've met people that have like breathing problems because they smoke all the time and i don't think that's a deterrent from god's healing like obviously people make choices and i want to encourage people to walk uh, in a healthy way and steward their bodies and stuff. But like, if you have a lung problem, like Christ loves you just as much as he loves the person who doesn't smoke. So I'll pray for that. But then, but then, you know, they get healed and their cough goes away or their breathing's better or whatever. The pain goes from the chest and, and it's really cool. But then you see, you know, they they go back <laughs> pretty quick. A lot of times, um, I see this mostly in church. I don't see this like in the public. A lot of times I won't see people in public that I pray for again. Um, but, you know, people go back to losing losing their drive um, and their zeal for God, you know, because it's really fun when it happens. But, this, <laughs> but the, the thing about um, the cool things is those moments sometimes can be few and far between, and that's not what drives us and we have to have an eternal perspective and that plays into the faithfulness as well as like eternity is a long time and if we as christians truly believe that we're going to live forever what is being faithful for 10 20 30 40 50 you know 100 years what is it what is that in the grand scheme of things if you if we truly believe that we are going to live forever that's nothing it's nothing to be faithful like that but it's so hard for our our minds i think i know my mind just goes in circles like oh where's the fruit where's the fruit but in the things that i've put and i haven't lived very long granted i'm 24 years old i think yeah i'm 24 so i've lived like less than a quarter of a century so for me, putting in a long time into something looks like putting in like more than six months, <laughs> which is, I'm sure you're like, you don't have any authority to talk about faithfulness, you flake. You're like, okay, uh, I've been in, I've been in the same job for the first time in my life for like more than three years. I think I've been in for almost four years now. So like I have committed <laughs> in some areas, but, but I just mean like in terms of my walk and things in faith, when I put in when I put in a long time, that's when you see that lasting fruit come in. That's when you see the lasting results. Um, like I, I put in probably a solid year of reading scripture, like, like just devouring it. And I would read the Bible, like huge portions of it every single day. And I was faithful in that. And I would do it even if I didn't really want to. Um, and I still I still actually do that. Mostly just because I enjoy the Bible and I, I really love reading it. But, but it's like, as a discipline, you know, sometimes it can feel dreary. But I, I was faithful in that. And now I get to see the fruit of that. Uh, I get to see the fruit of, of being faithful to reading God's word. And the fruit of that, in my life at least, has been encouragement in the form of memories, of verses, and direction through uh, scripture because, you know, things will come to mind and obviously Holy Spirit will bring them up a lot of the times, but there's something to be said about spending time in the word and being faithful to read God's word. And, um, and another thing too is that in this thing of faithfulness, it's 
it's not about being faithful for like, you're not being faithful because you know, something's coming at the end of it. I think part of the difficulty I personally have had with faithfulness is that even when you are faithful with things, sometimes it can flop on its head, but we're not faithful because we're like, Oh, okay. I get a million dollars at the end of this. So I'm going to keep doing it. We're faithful because it's one of the fruits of the spirit. And if the Holy spirit lives in us and we're honoring God with our lives, we need to be a people that is faithful. And that the, the awesome thing is that that faith faithfulness and that perseverance will affect all areas of our lives. So if you're faithful to do push-ups, like let's say you do 10 push-ups a day, which to some of you might sound like a lot. To some of you, it might just sound like tuppence, but whatever. Um, you choose to do 10 push-ups a day and you do it, you know, every morning, 365 days a year. So you just did, I think, 3,650 push-ups. <laughs> uh, and, and that was in a year, right? And so then you've done that and, and you were faithful in that. And now you've built the kind of strength that will last. So if you miss a day from there on it, but I'm not encouraging like missing a day, but, but if you do, there's that because you were faithful, there's that lasting fruit. Like if you miss a day, you're not going to get weaker. But if you miss a day, say, let's say you're in the first week and you miss a day of your first 10 push-ups, you're actually going to feel that way more than by feel that. I just mean like it will, that training is so valuable in the early stage that it's going to really affect your performance the next day, probably by a fairly significant margin because your muscles are still developing the memory. And it's interesting that God's correlated our bodies to work in this way, but I think our minds work in this way as well. It's so easy to fall off the bandwagon of anything that's hard initially. But if we remain in that, if we continue to push and give it our all, we're going to see fruit. And if we get rid of our mindset of everything happening immediately and just say, no matter what happens, whether it's good or it all falls on its head or whatever, I'm going to be faithful with what God gives me. Then that's going to, that's going to be where the money is. And that's going to, uh, the money, I just mean the value. I don't mean actual money, but, <laughs> but like that's going to be where the value is. And that's going to be a big part of what helps us grow in our walk with God. Um, and, and I'm actually, I'm just thinking of Joseph right now. And I think he's the greatest example. Whenever I hear this, I always feel so convicted. Hear it or read it, you know, in the scripture. It talks about Joseph. And Joseph had it rough, man. Like Sparknotes version is he's kind of a ditz. He's loved by his dad because he's his dad's favorite wife's son. That's side note, one wife. One wife is enough. That was a mistake, having more than one wife. Like seriously, Whew. can't imagine. Anyway, uh, so, so he's like that. He's got a bunch of other brothers, um, who don't like him cause he's ditzy and unaware. Like it just sounds, it sounds like, like you really don't want to flaunt that, you know, like, Oh, I'm dad's favorite. Look at my sweet coat. Also, I spy and tattletale on you. Like granted he had a good heart. I don't, I don't think Joseph meant wrong. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll keep on my spark notes version. This is turning into the long edition. But then he gets thrown into a well, sold into slavery. Then he's like, 
oh yeah, I'm a slave, but like I'm doing great. I'm a good slave. And then he gets whew, promoted until he's the the boss, sort of of the slaves, the slave boss. So like, I don't know, kind of like leader of the chickens. You know, you're still a chicken at the end of the day. But it but it's better than being a a chicken subservient. Anyway, so. He becomes the leader, and then false rape accusation, and he's in prison. But then he's faithful in that, and then he keeps going, and he keeps grinding. And then he is faithful um, to interpret these guys' dreams and, and, and involve God in his life, even when he's in prison. And he could have had every opportunity to slander God and be like, Why? This is so hard for me, and it's been so long, and I'm in prison, and I probably have greasy hair because there's no shampoo in this prison. Anyway, and then he he uh, waits another bunch of years after interpreting those dreams. The dude totally forgets him and like is like, Hey, hey, hey rot in jail. Um, and then, then he suddenly rises up. Like, all of his faithfulness accumulates in one sovereign move of God to put him in this very high place of power, like ridiculously high. (laughs) And, and it was because he was faithful. And so anyway, as I was saying, I always feel so convicted when I read that or or even think about that story, like even thinking right now, it's like, I'm so quick to complain when things get hard. And Joseph, like we read the story. And I think for me, at least, I don't know about you guys. It's really easy to forget how long it is in between each span. Like for me, three weeks feels like an eternity. Like if there's like a dinner three weeks away, like I'm not even thinking about it. But Joseph was in prison for like years years and years and he was in slavery for years and years but he was faithful and diligent and still trusting in god and he had so many opportunities to just complain and like like give give in essentially to bitterness and but but because of that faithfulness that accumulates into this one moment of extraordinary greatness And then he's faithful in that. So, I mean, like, yeah, you're like, oh, it's easy to be faithful when you're the ruler. But, like, can you be faithful as the slave? Can you be faithful as the prisoner, not just as the ruler? And, uh, yeah, I wonder wonder how many people, um, because they've lacked faithfulness and have given in to complaining or, or, or stopped doing something because it's not exciting, have missed that moment um and you know what the other thing too is as christians our moment might not come until we're we're with jesus in our new bodies (laughs) you know because because i gotta clarify like i'm not saying that like you're going to become the ruler of the earth if you're faithful uh but that we're guaranteed that moment that moment where we get to see him um where we get to see jesus as he really is, not the veil thing that we got going on on the earth, but we get to we get to stand before God, and and He gets to see our hearts towards Him, and if we have faithfulness, and that faithfulness comes out of this place of love and the eternal perspective, and knowing what He paid for for us, knowing what He gave to us, 
then it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. So so my encouragement to you is no matter where you are uh, or how hard it's getting, and I you know a lot I have a very very blessed life. Uh, some of you may not. Some of you may be in quite difficult circumstances. Um, just be faithful with what you have. And I pray that God would increase that and multiply that and bless you in your faithfulness. Um, but I would encourage you to persevere and to continue to, to know and rely on God's faithfulness and His goodness because He, he is faithful. He is our example, and he will remain true to you. And, uh, yeah, so blessings. I hope this was helpful to somebody. I know I rambled for a bit and went into some Bible stories and the separation of generations and blah, blah, blah. But, but um, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to do a little, a little blurb on faithfulness because that's something God's teaching me, and I hope you learned something through my ramblings. Anyway, this has been the Cricket and the King. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will uh, join us next time when we talk about whatever God puts on my heart. Ha ha ha. Have a great evening slash afternoon slash daytime, and blessings. Bye.